0: Hello, my name is Gavin McPattern, the Minister of Cardonald Parish Church, and I'd like to welcome you to our Sunday service of worship. Our music is taken from worship audio tracks with All Rights Reserved. Well, good morning. A very warm welcome to our service of worship on this first Sunday in Advent. As we gather together to worship God, may you know God's loving presence with you the light of the gospel displays the glory of christ who is the image of god for god who said let light shine out of darkness made his light shine in our hearts to give us the light of the knowledge of god's glory displayed in the face of christ who is the light of the world our first hymn the words of which can be found in the Mission Praise hymn book number 506 is How Great Thou Art. Let's pray together. Dear God, our loving Heavenly Father, as we offer you our thanks and praise this day, help us to know how wonderful your love for us is shown in the gift of your Son. As we light candles for Advent and hear the story of how our Lord Jesus came into the world, bring your light to our lives. Loving Lord, thank you that you have come to be with us always and that you understand our weaknesses and sympathize with us in our suffering. Forgive us, Lord, for all the wrong things we have said or done or thought. Take away the burden of memories of things undone that ought to have been done. And of things done that ought not to have been done. Cleanse us and heal us by the power of your Holy Spirit. Renew us in our faith and love and help us to share the life and hope you give us through our Lord Jesus Christ who taught us to pray saying, Our Father, and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Today we light the first candle of the Advent crown. This is the candle of hope. Together with Christians around the world, we use this light to help us to prepare for the coming of God's Son, our Saviour Jesus. May we receive God's light and hope as we hear the words of the prophet Isaiah. The people walking in darkness have seen a great light. On those living in the land of deep darkness, a light has dawned. Let's pray. Dear God, as we prepare for Jesus' coming, let the light of your love shine in us and into the lives of those around us. Prepare our hearts for the joy and gladness of your coming. For Jesus is our hope. Amen. Our Bible reading is taken from Isaiah chapter 40, verses 9 to 14, and then 28 to 31. You who bring good news to Zion, go up on a high mountain. You who bring good news to Jerusalem, lift up your voice with a shout. Lift it up, do not be afraid. Say to the towns of Judah, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power, and he rules with a mighty arm. See, his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends to his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. Who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand or with the bread of his hands marked off the heavens? Who has held the dust of the earth in a basket, or weighed the mountains on the scales and the hills in a balance? Who can fathom the Spirit of the Lord, or instruct the Lord as his counselor? Whom did the Lord consult to enlighten him, and who taught him the right way? Who was it that taught him knowledge, or showed him the path of understanding? But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Amen. Let's pray. Father God, we thank you for your living word. And that you want to speak to us today, to renew us and strengthen us in our faith. Help us to hear and to see all that you have for us, by the power of your Spirit, through our Lord Jesus Christ. Amen. I wonder if you've started to get ready for Christmas Perhaps you've already got some presents uh, that you're going to give to family or friends. As we enter this season of Advent, I'm sure many of our thoughts are turning towards our preparations to celebrate God's greatest gift to us, the coming of his son, Jesus, as a baby in Bethlehem. And Through Advent, as Christians, we have the opportunity to reflect on God's coming to us through Jesus, we look back 2000 years to his first coming to be our savior and we look forward to the promise of his second coming in power to bring his kingdom in fullness over the coming weeks however we're also going to be reflecting on how god comes to us today through our living lord in the power Of his spirit we're going to be unpacking the gifts of God's Christmas promises to see how he meets with us not only in the humble stable in Bethlehem or in the future when he returns in glory but in the here and now in the ordinary and the extraordinary circumstances of our lives And the first gift we're going to unpack today, the first of God's Christmas promises we're going to look at is the promise of power that he gives to us. I don't know what gifts and presents you'd like to receive this Christmas, but God wants to give us the gift of his power for our lives. Perhaps you've seen the adverts on the television about a certain brand of battery And usually the the advert shows a battery-operated toy, and they compare the toy with others, with other kinds of batteries. And, uh, of course, what happens in the advert is that uh, their brand of battery will have the power to keep going and going when all the others have stopped working. And the clear message is if we buy their brand of battery, we won't run out of power when we need it. I think many of us have been finding ourselves challenged by the need to keep going. With all the safety measures in place to help reduce the spread of COVID-19, it's been a difficult time not being able to see people as we have, as well as dealing with all the many other difficult and challenging circumstances of this time. And while there is the hope of vaccines on the horizon, we've still got some way to go through all of this. God's words to us in Isaiah chapter 40, at the end of the passage we read from verse 29 to 31, are therefore a great reminder that our Lord is able to give us the strength we need to keep going whenever we are weary or weak or tired. We're told that he gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. Even youths grow tired and weary, and young men stumble and fall, but those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. And so whenever we're weary or low or tired, we can ask God for his renewing power to lift us up, to get us back on our feet again, and to renew our hope and our strength. However, let's unpack this gift of God's power for us a bit more. Because while we might not have a problem thinking about God's power and strength, we need to know how God also gives us power in our lives, through Jesus, to overcome obstacles and to live with his strength for each day. When Isaiah recorded God's words of comfort and reassurance to his people, which we read today, it came at a time when the people must have been feeling extremely powerless. They had in fact failed in a big they'd failed really big time in their lives. After years of disobeying God's commands and following their own destructive paths, their nation had been divided and conquered. And at this point, most of the people had been taken away into exile. They were living in a strange land with strange customs and strange ways. The familiar had been left behind. And after the initial shock of it all, there was grief and anger and pain and they were struggling to make sense of it all. Psalm 137 records the tone of their lament. By the rivers of Babylon we sat and wept when we remembered Zion. There on the poplars we hung our harps, for there our captors asked us for songs. Our tormentors demanded songs of joy. They said, sing us one of the songs of Zion. How can we sing the songs of the Lord while in a foreign land? And the people were also asking, where was God in all of this? Had he forgotten about them in this strange land? And it was into this situation that God speaks through Isaiah to them. He says, here is your God. See, the sovereign Lord comes with power. He rules with a mighty arm. See his reward is with him and his recompense accompanies him. He tends to his flock like a shepherd. He gathers the lambs in his arms and carries them close to his heart. He gently leads those that have young. God was telling them that following their years of disobedience and rebellion, he would show his power to forgive and restore them. He would gather them as a shepherd gathers his sheep and lead them with tender care and they would eventually return from their exile to their own land these were promises of God's power to his exiled people however these words also speak of the ongoing work of God to come in power to us to bring his forgiveness his restoration to people throughout our world, and in particular through the coming of his son, Jesus. For the good news which was announced then to the towns of Judah was the fulfillment of these earlier words of Isaiah, here is your God. For Jesus had come to be, as Matthew's gospel tells us, the one called Emmanuel, which means God with us and through that tiny baby god's power had come to be with us too not the power of armies and governments but the power of god's love revealed in the person of his son and through the power of the holy spirit overflowing from him as he lived his life in obedience to his father's plans he revealed the power of god for us Through the Gospels we see glimpses of God's power through Jesus in the miracles of healing and deliverance, through the calming of the storms, the multiplication of bread for the feeding of the thousands. But most of all, our Lord Jesus shows God's power for us through his death on the cross and his rising to life again on the third day. In Matthew's Gospel, we're told that God revealed to Joseph in a dream about Mary that what is conceived in her is from the Holy Spirit. She will give birth to a son, and you are to give him the name Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. God's power to save us from our sins comes through Jesus' sacrifice on the cross. The blood of Jesus has the power to cleanse us from within. It has the power to wash away every sin and stain but not only that the blood of jesus also has the power to free us from the grip of sin and sickness and death when we put our faith in jesus our savior we receive forgiveness for all our sins and the gift of his spirit who gives us the power to overcome in life The paradox of the Christmas story is that God's power comes through apparent weakness in the form of a little baby in a manger with earthly parents who are comparatively poor. And yet this tiny baby, this Jesus, is also the eternal Son of God who, as John tells us in the opening verses of his gospel, was with god in the beginning through him all things were made without him nothing was made that has been made in our passage in isaiah chapter 40 verse 12 poses this question who has measured the waters in the hollow of his hand, or with the breadth of his hand marked off the heavens who has held the dust of the earth in a basket or weighed the mountains on the scales and hills in our balance. The answer then is that Jesus, God's son, who came as a little baby to enter our world to be our savior, is also our creator God, who measures the waters in his hands, knows the stars by name, and moves the mountains. The God of the impossible has moved heaven and earth to make a way for us to enter his family to experience the power of his love his forgiveness and his life and by his Holy Spirit given to us he gives us the power to overcome and so though we may be weak we are never helpless because God delights to give us his power to overcome and fulfill all that he asked us to do. The apostle Paul, gifted and accomplished as he was, able to speak before kings and rulers, anointed to preach the good news about Jesus to people in many different places, even he recognized that he was weak and needed God's strength. In fact, he discovered that when he felt the most weak, God's power would shine through all the more. He suffered what he described as a thorn in his flesh which tormented him and three times he pleaded with God to take it from him. However, God's reply was that my grace is sufficient for you for my power is made perfect in weakness. And so Paul was able to say these words from 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 9 onwards. Therefore I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses, so that Christ's power may rest on me. That is why, for for Christ's sake, I delight in weaknesses, in insults, in hardships, in persecutions, in difficulties. For when I am weak, then I am strong. And we too, whether feeling weak or tired or weary, whether struggling with our own challenges or wondering how we'll keep going, may know our Lord's power working through us to overcome. For whatever is before us, whatever God asks of us, he promises his power to overcome as we turn to him in hope and receive his strength so that we will soar on wings like eagles, run and not grow weary, and walk and not be faint. And so I'd like to finish with these words of the Apostle Paul from his prayer in his letter to the church in in Ephesus from Ephesians chapter 1 from verse 14. For this reason I kneel before the Father from whom every family in heaven and on earth derives its name. I pray that out of his glorious riches he may strengthen you with power through his Spirit in your inner being so that Christ may dwell in your hearts through faith. And I pray that you, being rooted and established in love, may have power together with all the Lord's holy people and in Christ Jesus, throughout all generations, forever and ever. Amen. Let's pray together. Gracious God, our loving Heavenly Father, thank you that your power comes to us in our weakness through Christ our Lord, and that by your Spirit, we receive new hope and strength for each day. We thank you for this Advent season, which reminds us so wonderfully of the extent of your love for us through the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ. We thank you that we may look back and remember the birth of your Son, our Saviour, and that we may look forward anticipating Christ's coming again to establish your kingdom in all its fullness. In this present moment, help us to search our hearts, to listen to your voice, and to be renewed in our faith and hope. As we bring ourselves and our gifts and offerings to you, We pray for the advancement of your kingdom of love and light in our lives, our families, our communities, and our world. Out of the blessings we have received through Christ, may others also be blessed. God of all compassion, we are conscious of the needs of many whom we bring before you in our prayers now. We especially remember those who have suffered loss. May they receive your comfort and strength. For those who are sick or in pain, may they receive your healing and restoration. For those who suffer in any other way, may they receive your peace and provision through Christ our Lord eternal god our creator and our savior we thank you for your church the body of our lord jesus christ here and throughout the world joined together with the saints of every time and place help us to live in the love and power of your holy spirit to give you glory and praise through all of our lives through jesus christ our lord in whose name we pray Amen. Our closing hymn, the words of which can be found in the Mission Praise Hymnbook number 102, is Come, Thou Long-Expected Jesus.
1: And sins release us
0: peace of God, which passes all human understanding, guard your hearts and minds in the knowledge and the love of God and of his Son, Jesus Christ, our Lord, and the blessing of God Almighty, the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit be with you this day and remain with you always. Amen. Amen.